beats, the flow, the rhythm, all movements start from the streets, Street saying our podcast. Welcome to the Street Saying Our Podcast. It's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. This your other host, Johnny No Good. And we feeling good today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm representing my pops, nigga. My dad been whooping cancer ass. That part. You know what I'm saying? We still out here. Don't worry, man. That jingle might be my my, <laughs> my open, my actual drop. Y'all. Your drop now. It's over with for y'all niggas. Man. And he's sending both versions. Y'all, it's done with. Mm. Man, it's been good though, man. It's been good. Johnny, man. Yeah. We've been busy. Man. <laughs> real busy. I think uh you talking about moving. Even like with our jingle, don't look at me, look at you. Mm. Mm. Don't because we trying to get to where we're trying to get to. And I mm. think we took some some steps over these last couple of weeks, bro. Yes, sir. Um I think uh, I'm gonna let you kind of talk about, you know, your experience, uh, Mister. I don't do music. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, when did some music? <laughs> um, but definitely, um, just getting out of our current space here, being in Omaha and and traveling, and what that actually means, like to our development, our progression, what we think things can be, and mm-hmm. seeing stuff happen outside of just the place that we at. And that's kind of like a, a thing that I've been seeing overall, people get stuck. Mm. So I'm talking about the importance of moving around um, and shit. Sometimes even just knowing you ain't crazy. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Man. And edified in that. Um, but man, let them shit. Johnny, you you had you a little trip. Man, yeah, 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 man. Um, man, shout out to Clubhouse. Man. You know, you always give your shout outs to Bandcamp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Clubhouse, man. My guy Simon out there in uh, Seattle. Mm. That got me out there for a Kijiji night, which is something that they've been doing for the past five years out there in Seattle. They normally do it at the Seattle Art Museum. Uh, but, you know, due to renovations and COVID-19, this year they had it uh, at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. Mm. So um, definitely a beautiful experience, a beautiful city. And just having the environment to be uh, the opportunity to be in an environment with some very supremely talented people, you know, um, and and also in those environments, feel like you belong and know that you belong. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother element, too. You know, so definitely uh, Seattle is beautiful. I didn't know that it was as mountainous as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying it was cool to see mountain range in the background, but then see like the architecture and layout of the city, man. So definitely a dope spot. Yeah. When you uh saying like to to feel like you belong mm-hmm. what are you what are you referring to in that like what makes you what would make you feel like you belong somewhere and feel comfortable man just those aspects of feeling like your value is being appreciated and reflected to you know um here's an environment where people don't know me don't know nothing about me i haven't done music in close to 8 years mm-hmm. um since 2015 and here's an environment people never heard the music before and they just so appreciative, so thankful, and pretty much asking, why did I stop? Like, where are you at? Where are people at? I've never heard music like this. So to be in a new environment and have appreciation and to meet it in real time and see that in real time and make you feel like you belong in a certain place. Man, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that. Because a lot of times we get here and 
and that here is wherever you at, mm-hmm. and it starts to feel like the people always either a looking for what's next or don't appreciate what you've actually done, mm. and they move on fairly quickly, mm-hmm. or they don't even recognize how dope it is. And that's like the music business in general. Most people who pop, especially in the last twenty until like since the early nineties, you pop outside. Once the internet started, you pop outside your local sphere. Mm. More than sometimes you do inside of it. Mm. So, um, but just the experience that I can only imagine, like, yes, sir. You know, hopefully I get to experience some stuff like that coming up soon. Oh man, we working on it, man. We working on it. You know, we working. We always networking. Yeah. Um, how was it just even for you, like that experience of performing like with a live band, especially Mm. I know y'all were limited on time and, mm-hmm. and putting it, but just that experience of even hearing your music mm. with a live band, because your stuff is recorded. So yeah. I don't even know if you if you performed your music over a live band, like a full set. Mm-mm. Nah, so that was literally the first time. Um, and it's, it's like a full circle moment. So everything was full circle from performing at the Langston Arts Performing Arts Institute. Uh, one of my first songs that I wrote when I became quote unquote conscious was a song called Deferred Dreams. Mm. And it was inspired by a poem by Langston Hughes called What Happens to a Dream Deferred. And the reason why I said it's a full moment, uh, moment, full circle moment is my uncle Wes, um, back in like 2011, 2012, he was sitting back talking to me and LP. And he was like expressing a vision and a desire for our music to be played with live instrumentation behind us. Mm. And so from that point, I seen Lightpole go to that trajectory and like his music and sound became incorporated with live music. And like for myself, I had beats going that way, but then I fell away from the music. So to kind of see full circle, a vision that my uncle casted almost 10 years ago, mm-hmm. come to fruition where now the music is back with a live element, that was full circle. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've been in connection with my boy, Simon, <laughs> my boy Lightpo is actually FaceTiming me right now. That's funny. Uh, but I've been in connection with Simon about just bringing it back out there and doing some more work with the One Vibe Africa band. Uh, there's a brother Manu out there, uh, a brother Jerry, and some other very super talented uh, just musicians, a guy Providence who sings. So I'm looking forward to just doing some more work with them brothers. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So you know the people going to ask you, so is, mm-hmm. is the pen working again? Man, listen, man. Um <laughs> We just, you know, we working to move forward. Yeah. Um, things are things are clicking. Um, you know, and poetry is just where we at with it right now, man. So we working to move forward. Man, Johnny should have played motherfucking tennis, boy. <laughs> we just working to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, the best tennis player in the world. That's <laughs> pink, pink, pink. Yes, sir. That's it, man. Man, that's crazy. And it was crazy because uh, while you was on the West Coast. Yes, sir. You was I, on the West I Coast. I was on the West Coast, man. All my LA folks at, mm. man, I was out there in Beverly Hills. Mm. Um, had the opportunity to go out there with my guy, uh, uh, DJ L. Ness, man. Mm. And um, he actually told me about the opportunity. He had hit me back in, I want to say like November. It's like, hey, um, I just seen there's this conference, it's Polestar, Polestar Live. Uh, it's supposed to be a music business conference. Uh, I'll probably, I'm going out there, let me know if you want to go. And without actual hesitation, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going. Mm. I hadn't even looked up what it was, mm. how much it was going to cost, none of that. I just like, I know 
the things that I wanted to do in in with music and in this industry and beyond it that I'm like this is something I need to go to. Hmm. So did my little research. I'm like I looked it up on the phone. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Let me get a plane ticket. So I got my. Literally, I think I bought my flights before anything else. Just bought them, mm. um, and got a chance to go out there to to L.A. And that was like a three day conference, and it was split up. Like the first day was called uh, Production Live, and it was all about uh, live concert uh, festival production. So that side of the business. So. You had a lot of people that work with the equipment. You had a lot of the roadies, mm. people who are the travelers, the the the, the road managers, um, the people who do bookings, all that kind of stuff. They were really there um, more than anybody else. So, like the other two days were about uh, just the music business. So you had a lot more agents and and venues. But even that first day, a lot of the venue heads were there. Mm. Like just meeting some of these folks, I was like, oh. Talking to the person that runs the actual arena down in Atlanta, these mm. two dudes who ain't even in music. Dude had like a bioengineering degree. Mm. Him and this other guy run the arena down in Atlanta. Um, and just watching some of the the difference between even people who run those scale venues to the small two hundred fifty person venues were all there. Mm. Full, so seventy thousand arenas to two hundred fifty people. Mm. Um, it was a very, honestly, a very enlightening conference as a whole. That first day of production live, I'm not going to lie. I think that it's, a lot of troops were shown to me in the music industry. One, I'm being, yeah, the people who work backstage and on the road is hella friendly. Mm. Everybody's talking to every That first day, bro, when I say everybody was just like, hey, what do you do? Where y'all at? Everybody's talking to everybody, trying to figure out, um, who's who, how to connect. Because and I think part of it just because this is the production, the live stuff, a lot of uh touring touring people are here. So they're mm-hmm. like, we gotta get some old, we mm-hmm. got acts, whether we got acts or we trying to get acts at our places, it makes sense. Or are we trying to sell equipment? So they like super friendly trying to, you know, actually network with one another and everybody. So I actually probably made not eighty percent of the connects there mm. on that first day. Mm. I was like, shit, I'm good. um but it was it was super um super enlightening bro just to get some insight on the music business how they were cutting uh, a little bit on how they cut contracts what's the issues they're facing that they actually talk about Mm. understanding that it's still not that many companies Mm. um, that do a lot of the staging and rigging there's only so many that do the big stuff um Definitely a, a gap, a gap in the market. There's a gap in the <laughs> market, blood. <laughs> um, for black folks, people mm. of color, we don't own none of that stuff. Mm. Um, we do the promotion, um, but there's so much opportunity, and especially in markets like we in, mm-hmm. um, to really make some headway. Um, the rest of the conference was super dope because they actually had a lot of people in the industry coming to talk. Like Garth Brooks is a hella personable, funny dude. Mm. And he was straight up about talking about uh, ticket scalping because he's like involved in this ticketing process. So mm. he's seeing, because he wants his fans at the show. Like you actually could see a difference between like artists who truly want their fans at the show. And they mm. said that's, 
there's some genres that that really matters like country they really country and rock and roll really care like no we they want the people who finna make they show a show not the people because it's funny because when you think about it, those are the folks who aren't popping on tiktok and all mm. that they get core mm. fans they, it's like hard to get a country to pop song to pop on tiktok mm. to pop on youtube shorts that shit don't happen so they don't get a lot of that pop culture shit they get fan bases so it was interesting and even how they even work together like the big artists really bro he said like like kenny chesnick and then would like roll on a on a motorcycle and pull up to another person's show hmm. and he got a call like yeah somebody's uh at the gate can we let him in like yeah who is it oh it's not none but the top two country singers who pulled up on a motorcycle no entourage i'm like damn that's, that's crazy it is it's kind of like making me think of the conversation we was having last week when we was talking about where's like music heading towards when we talk about promoters mm -hmm. and what does that mean for promoters so like from your experience being out there in the concert uh, i mean at this conference and you seeing like there's uh arena size venues that's having issues with booking acts down to 250 uh occupancy buildings that's having problems uh filling acts and stuff like how do you see that information being transferable to a smaller market like ours? Yeah. Uh, I'll say the issues are different though for the big and the small. The big venue is, and all everything that goes with it is they can't meet the demand. Hmm. Everybody wants big festivals, big rigs, big lights, big sound, and they and all the bigger acts because people are popping so quick, they're not asking for all this stuff. They can't meet the demand. They literally have to ration out and pick which shows they're going to produce for. Mm. Um, the smaller venues are now dealing with like what we talked about. They're getting priced out um, because those bigger acts don't want to do those small room shows. They don't want to, they're not, you know, they're not, a lot of them aren't willing to work to get an audience in a certain city anymore. Mm. So they're, they're having more trouble with, from what I saw, uh, booking acts, in general. So it's like two different things. One, the big places just can't meet the demand. Everybody want to book. Um, um, and the price of everything has gone up. So that's shifted a whole lot of stuff. Hmm. Um, that's caused a lot of issues with trying to make money for everybody. Like literally they like, it's a matrix of we, nobody can figure out how to truly make money hmm. <laughs> right now. Like to really make it, make it, you know, hand over fist is what they, you know, how they used to. Because mm -hmm. just inflation, everything's inflated. Mm -hmm. Like the price of the goods to make everything is inflated. Mm -hmm. So every everybody's experiencing it. So they want the best stuff for the cheapest price. And then like every, our cost to make the best stuff is up. So mm -hmm. we can't sell it to you cheap no more. So it's a whole lot of issues. But I think for us in these smaller markets, it the, the, the actual opportunity that I'm seeing is exactly what we talked about. Mm. I think these mid mid level mid major artists might have a real surge, and if they focus on attacking those markets and getting in those markets to get in front of people and going almost old school, where I'm going to capture this market in this city, mm. this city, those venues, you can pack them out, you can start putting them on kind of like a circuit, so you get in good with this promoter, um, that promoter starts sending more people through. Working directly with the venues, I think, is the biggest opportunity for like promoters, talent buyers, people who are trying to get more attractions into the city. Don't go for the A-list celebs. Go for the B, B minus, C plus, and sometimes just up and coming. The one genre of music that does that 
that follows and they everybody there kind of concurred was the rock and roll. Mm. They literally follow people from infancy to stardom. Mm. They said they have people, they can name the groups. They people rock with the, when they start them, they and people just show up to the shows. They'll say, Hey, this person's new band, and they actually get a crowd wherever they go because they believe and try to support the art form more than anything. So they're going to try it out. And if they're good, they rock with them all the way up. <clears throat> Where some of the other genres, it's like you got to have a name first before yeah. people just show up. Mm. They don't do that. And it's like, and that's like unique to rock. They like that. Nobody, well, not think, country, nobody else does that. Like I that. think it's kind of in staying true to the art form, right? <laughs> because if you stay in true to the art form, you have people who support the art as opposed to the artist. Yeah. So I think that if hip hop, for mm. instance, was staying true to what hip hop was, the mm. aspects of culture, all of that stuff that go into hip hop, mm. then maybe people would be more supportive of hip hop itself mm -hmm. and not individual artists and acts. Yeah, it's it's rock that rock, especially that metal. They are, they live it. It still live. They're mm. still a culture. Even the lady that was up there that's corporate had hearts and shit string on her fingernails. They mm -hmm. done nice and they just all this big stuff, right? Mm -hmm. She they true to what they are. And and it is it's kind of it's for me it's beautiful to see. You know I worked at a V. That's the funnest stuff to see. Mm. It's the culture that every type of artist brings. Um but they it's about it's about it, not about them. Mm. It's about the it, the essence of whatever it is they're trying to do. And then when it's good, they promote them people up cuz they want to continue the essence of it. Um, rock shows still the ones that sell out the most, bro. They they get busy in any venue. Hmm. They get busy. Um, so I, for me, there's definitely definitely opportunity just to find these song that they got a song popping on TikTok. Promoters start contacting them um, and get them in these smaller venues and start. They got now. It's just harder because you gotta not convince some of the artists know. Like, all right, I need to get my money. I need to get my name out there. Boom, let's go. Let's go get it. Some think they too, you know, they too big for their britches. Hmm. So you just got to weed, filter through, call them and see what's up. So um, just like I'm trying to do with the soiree, numbers don't always match what they, what you think they number might ask for, hmm. and which is a good thing. Like, oh, they popping, but popping and popularity don't equal sales in this in this field. And we seen that. We seen that real time. Mm -hmm. Who was that, sweetie? Sweetie? Who? Yep. Yep. So we seen that. It don't equal sales. So, which is crazy. Didn't she have a McDonald's? I think so. Like yep. a meal. But it's like, we got to get past the, the pop part. We got to get back to the culture. And even though hip hop's the number one consumed genre, and it is pop, it is pop music at this point. Um, we have to make sure we keep the culture intact so then we don't run into so many of those issues where, oh, you popular, but you can't do anything. Nobody wants to see you. Nobody wants to buy nothing from you. You don't give no real support. I mean, me and Shamari, we was just talking about this the other day um, as far as like how there used to have to be a rites of passage because he was asking me like who's, some, who's my favorite. He's asked me who's my favorite artist and that's too broad and we got into like different elements and was talking about MCs mm. and he brought up Rakim and I brought up Big L. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And he never heard of Big L. Mm-hmm. So for him to hear Big L and then me play him freestyles of how him and Jay-Z used to have to freestyle because in those eras you used to have to go against the best people around. So there was always a proven ground that happened. Mm-hmm. So anybody who got proclaimed from an area was proven. Mm-hmm. We don't have that no more. And so like those elements of hip hop is beautiful that everybody can do it. But you miss those types of things right there that make sure that the threshold is there. Yeah. It's it's we in a come one come all situation. We in a participation trophy mm-hmm. era, but that shit permeates through everything. Mm. Yeah, you can get you can win too. You can win too, but it's not real life. You don't stay. Mm. We talk about it all the time. Like, bro, name me the artists who were popping two years ago. They ain't here no more. Mm. I keep, and it don't matter what two years you go mm. since two thousand mm. almost. I'm like, what two years you want to talk about? Mm. They don't be coming. They top one hundred hits and they ain't here no more. So, um. But honestly, bro, it, the 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 other kind of big thing that stood out to me, like being in L.A., and I think it's because it's like it's L.A. and you know everybody trying to make it. People, at least at first, they willing to try to work with you. Mm. Ain't no questions asked. Mm. Is if they hear you say something that is a great idea, they would be like, "Oh, they got something. Let's work, mm. bro." So. I keep telling people I'm like the king of hmm. underground music, right? Hmm. I just find shit. We went to a random house. Uh, I found this random Chicago-style house band. Hmm. Um, this drummer, he's the producer. I was like, man, let's go. Went to a place called Resident LA, downtown LA. And it's crazy because you go downtown LA, you driving through LA, you go right through Skid Row. And as soon as you pass Skid Row, it's basically an arts district. I'm like, it just shifts like literally street over. And it's like, we were like, man, we're like, where we where we going? Then boom, like, oh, and there's people out on a Wednesday night. Mm. I'm like, so we go up in here. It was a DJ opening DJ. He had on like a 1972 disco one piece <laughs> neon blue mm. with some shades on. And he was just looking at us like this the whole time. I didn't know if he was looking at us directly because we was looking. I'm like, this nigga's rocking all house music, right? Because they getting ready for the house set. He getting he getting that bitch, Nick. I'm like, this nigga's going crazy. Mm. So I had to talk to him afterwards. I had to figure out who this who is this dude. He a whole actor and everything. So he was going nuts. Um, but I talked to him. I was he was like I was like yeah we actually me and uh, uh, Elliot were like we DJ bro. He's like. Y'all coming on Sunday? Y'all gonna be here Sunday? I, I got a club, Utopia. I'm there every Sunday. It's like, nah, we gonna be gone. Like, bro, come back to LA. Y'all got a night. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. That quick. He ain't even heard us play. He's just like, he know. It's like, y'all in here. I know y'all gotta be doing something. What's happening? Nah, like, and it goes back to what you're saying, just uh, the different environment, because the same thing happened in Seattle. I'm out there. I run into this drummer. You know, he didn't play with a lot of renowned musicians and got all kind of bands he didn't played in and stuff. Oh man, I got an open room in the basement. Whenever you come out here, come out here, let's work. Mm-hmm. I mean, he brought me to his studio while I was out there. You know what I'm saying? So like, like you said, people are more willing to work in different areas when they see that you might have a great idea. They're not intimidated by it. They might want to support it in some type of way. Hey, no, they, if I can help multiply it, it helps me. Mm. We multiply. What, why? What I'm gonna do by subtracting your shit? Mm-hmm. Let's just multiply because now I'm getting I'm a part of it. If it goes off, I'm a part of it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Johnny, yeah. that is, uh, I think that's just how it goes when folks don't know you. Hmm. And folks are also looking for an opportunity to make it themselves. So they don't, there's no back history. Mm. There's no back. So they don't have anything mm. to judge you off of, but what you present. Mm. Um, and they can get a feel for you, mm. a true sense, a feel for your energy, what you want. They Now they watch you perform. They know you got brought somewhere. So they know you invested something. Mm. That's all they know is you've invested something. Mm. Um, versus here where everybody going to apply everything from your fucking middle school days mm. <laughs> to you. <laughs> and it's like, yo. Um, and I think that's that's local anywhere. It don't matter. Even if we was in LA and you from LA, you meet somebody there that might happen or in Seattle. But because we're not, there's no history and that gives you a clean slate automatic. So they coming at you like, hey, you done flew in here. They brought you here. You performing here. You got to be doing something. Mm. That's work. Mm. Um, and I wish it was that easy even at home. Um, but unfortunately, it's not. And even just, like I said, I'm there. He ain't even heard us spin. He just know we some DJs from out of town in L.A. Hmm. for some reason hmm. found this show. Hmm. So you got to be interested in the music. Y'all probably know something. Hmm. Let's get, let's let's connect. Let's work. Um, and then on top of that, bro, I ain't going to lie to band. That dude a hell of a producer. Hmm. I like drummer producers. Hmm. It's just different. Drummer producers is different. Like the way the beats go. And the way they break them down is very different, bro. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There's a, a, it's a different rhythm, not different rhythm, but it, the way their mind works on, on breaking down beats just because they understand all the drum patterns and things that can happen. Yeah. Um, but ain't gonna lie, I don't know who the young, the young lady was. A, so it was a drummer, bass guitars, lead guitars, two pianists, uh, or a keyboardist, uh, a male singer, a female singer, and a male rapper. Mm. Um, Watkins music. Mm. I gotta get them here. Mm. And the 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 young lady that was singing, her voice is like it's it's along those the raspy lines of Badu or Amy Winehouse. That's mm. how her voice sounds. So anytime anybody got that type of voice and can actually sing, mm -hmm. I'm like. Sultry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, she was on point. You know, they gave her her solos. Mm. And I just liked even the rapping element of the dude. He the hype man. He the MC. Mm. So he's not just a rapper. He's MCing mm -hmm. the, the performance. So he's ad-libbing through the performance. Mm. Um, it was a dope show, bro. So um, just being able to see that talent, connect with him. Easy connect. You just talk to him like, we got to get you out of Omaha. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the funny, crazy part is the drummer. He don't got a lot of followers. I got, he, I got more followers than him. Mm. He just got back from London this week because mm. he got flown out, flown out to uh, do a performance. I forgot with who. I think a comedian or something in the band. Mm. So he's actually in there in the industry to where people contact him for stuff. He's just not quote unquote famous, mm -hmm. but he's known where he needs to be to go get his money. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's great at what he does. So um, it was like those are the things I cherish from that conference and then making like the big connects of real opportunities. Mm. Um, people who don't just, who can, you can spit an idea to mm. and they can't grasp it. Mm. Like, oh yeah. Well, why don't y'all, have y'all looked into doing it? Yes, we have. You get it. Mm. You ain't got to explain it. You just tell it to them and they see it. Their light goes off. They see it and you start building from there. Mm. Um, so man, I am honestly excited to see where the, some of those relationships go, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, on a real, real level. 
Yes, and that thing to the point where these are the things that could literally shift shift our lives. Mm-hmm. Not even joking. Mm-hmm. And whether the projects we may work on work out, I think the opportunities that it opens up uh, is going to be the greatest gift as long as you do what you say you're going to do. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, just do it. That so part. and 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 don't be afraid to do it. So mm. um I ain't gonna I'm ex- I am ready to tear mm. the rest of this year up, bro. Yes, sir. I'm ready to tear the rest of this year up. Mm. I told you I'm, my goals. I'm booking out, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to say it again. Write mm. it down. Yes, sir. And then move on it. Move on it. Write it down. Mm. And when an opportunity or idea pops up, move on it. Mm. You know, when it's that time for that thing. Don't right. don't jump the gun, but move on it. So yeah, man, I'm excited, bro. Likewise, man. Oh, that me. So yeah, man. Shit. We always got some technical difficulties. Hey, <laughs> but it, we getting there. I don't That's care, right. man. Hey. Y'all can't stop us. We that just part. we know what we're gonna do from moving forward till we figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's just gonna be that. But um Johnny, man, hmm. tell them all that niggas, don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. Look at you. <laughs> a jiki apparel. They gonna be mad. Hey. And I'm gonna be glad. Man. I'm gonna pull them along if they want to ride. That part. You got something to add? You want to ride? Let's roll. Man, yeah, man. Simple. This simple. Mm. It's simple. That's what they taught me. Mm. It could be simple. Mm. We don't gotta be complicated. Mm. All this don't gotta be complicated. Mm. So, yeah, man. Shit. Let's get to it, bro. Yes, sir, man. Let's get to it, man. Another good one. Another Dad. good episode. You know, we we moving forward. We finally hit one of our major goals of last year, which was 100 subscribers. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our major goals for this year is to get up to 1,000. So y'all continue to hit that like button, hit that share, subscribe, you know, comment. Let us know what y'all rocking with. Let us know what y'all like to see. If it's any artists out there that y'all think we need to be turned on to. Um, we almost forgot our street heat of the week, you know? Oh, man. Real quick, my street heat of the week. This is De La Soul's weekend, bro. Mm. They whole catalog is available. Mm-hmm. My street heat of the week is stakes is high. Okay. Period. Because mm. they are. Mm. This ain't the stakes are high. Super high. In in every aspect of life. So De La Soul stakes is high, man. You got one, Johnny? Yes, sir, man. Um, it's a song out there, man, by an artist from the city, man. J Tovin. It's called Trust the Process, man. Put it on one of my reels, but that's the street heat of the week right now for me, man. Anybody out there going through it got to trust the process, man. Yes, sir. With that, man, y'all, we gonna post our street heat. We gonna get to it. Um, that process is important. It's better than the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate y'all. Make sure, like Johnny said, like, share, subscribe, follow, comment, mm-hmm. all of that, man. Uh, streets A N R. That's Streets A A N D R on all social media platforms. You can find us everywhere but Apple, man. And we ain't need fuck a P. Man. <laughs> we keep it P. We keep it peace when we need one. We out of here. Peace, y'all. Peace. The beats. The flow. The flow. The rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Street saying our podcast.